When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I survived, you survived, never a doubt, never had a second thought on any of this no, stuff. No, no, you, you definitely didn't. Yeah, you got to be kidding me. I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that we're all here this morning. I thought pretty much that the world was getting ready to end as we got deeper and deeper into that game. What an unbelievable finish to what so far has been an unbelievable season. Just just remarkable way that that game ended last night. I'm surprised you have a voice right now. I'm surprised you're not uh, just stumbling from that bar and just letting no, I'm just, just a couple more. Just a couple more drinks. Surprised. Well, I'm, I'm actually shocked here. You look, I know, look, you look well was, in order. Oh, no, I'm fine. It was it was Wednesday night. Okay, look, I'm a professional, if nothing else. I, I'm not going to lie. I had a few beers. We had a decent amount of pizza. We watched mm-hmm. the entire game. It was awesome. But I, I the entire time, from oh, yeah. the opening pitch of the game mm-hmm. until Chris Taylor hit that home run, I'm sitting there going, this is why one game is stupid. This is why this is such a disaster. you got to be kidding me because the deeper the game went, the deeper into the game it was one-to-one. The deeper it was getting, it was basically getting closer and closer to somebody's going to get lucky before somebody else. Somebody's going to run into one before someone else. This isn't a baseball game now. This is some version of home run derby that's taking place from about the eighth inning on, and it was incredibly nerve-wracking and just an unbelievable ending from a guy that I don't know anybody really thought that he was going to be the guy to walk it off, but what a perfect choice. Yeah, and nothing changed. You know, you said that what you thought the season had a chance of how stupid would this be if they win 106 games and the season ends like that. Nothing changed on that front, right? The the wild card is still incredibly idiotic and makes no sense. I tweeted this out right after the game. Dodgers survived something that they should have never been in, and it's a <laughs> crock of you-know-what that they were in that position. Um, but it, this is how it should be, Trav. I mean, you know... That was nine innings of – I know there's some people out there that love eight, seven games and they love six, five games and all that sure. stuff. That was great baseball. It was great baseball from two teams, and this is what I'm referring to, two teams that just wanted to live another day. You know, the Cardinals had an incredible month of September. They just are thinking, that can we just get to a, to tomorrow? If you're the Dodgers, you're like, what the hell? We are the best team in baseball, and we're playing this one-game wild card but I think when it's all said and done, as the dust settles, this is the way it's supposed to be. Dodgers, Giants, both teams have 107 wins if you want to add yesterday's win as well. <laughs> right. Both teams in a 19-game set went 10-9 and throughout the year. Um, this is the way it's supposed to be. And uh, you know how you always talk about the baseball gods? The go- yes. baseball gods were, were on baseball they were on side, side yesterday. Last night. The baseball gods. No, they were decided- on baseball side. Well, no, I don't care about where they care about baseball. I care about how they feel about the Dodgers. <laughs> I care about how they feel about my teams. And that was just an unbelievable moment. All right, Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's do a lot of phone calls today. If you want to come in and talk about where you were, what it felt like, what your range of emotions that you were going through it, you can hit us up on the Dr. 
Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So very quickly before we start picking this thing apart a million yeah, different yeah. ways, which yep. we will. You mentioned the Giants. Here's here's how close the Dodgers and Giants series was this year. We know that they played 19 times, and we know that the Giants won 10 and the Dodgers won 9. Okay, so the Dodgers have, or I should say the Giants have a very small advantage in that category. That, that comes, ended up being the advantage of not playing in this game. Exactly not playing in right. yesterday's game. Yep. Exactly right. Total runs in the series. The Dodgers scored 80 runs. The San Francisco Giants scored 78 runs. It's a two-run differential through 19 games. Okay, total bases. The San Francisco Giants in that series had 249 total bases. The Los Angeles Dodgers had 247 total bases. So however you want to cut this, this is going to be an absolute battle. This is going to be something that does not get done quickly. This is going to be something that you can we can almost just fast forward to game five and start getting queasy all over again because it feels like this is where this thing is going to go. And I'll tell you what, Al, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. you mentioned the baseball gods. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's Dodger fandom shining through here as opposed to being an objective observer. It feels like the thing kind of turned for the Dodgers last night. It felt like this was a game, like we just mentioned, for eight and a half innings, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Max Scherzer didn't pitch well, but he only gave up one run. Dave Roberts made a million pitching changes, and every time I'm like, why not Julio? Everything and it worked. He did worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he put Bellinger in center field because he wanted defense. Cody Bellinger gets on base three times. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Matt Beattie, who's there for his offense, makes three really nice defensive Good plays. Good defensive plays. Mm-hmm. It's just everything that needed to break their way kind of did last night, and it fills me with a great deal of optimism heading towards the Giants. And, you know, you kind of go through all the stats here and show how close the San Francisco Giants and the Dodgers have been all season long, and um, since April, and, and certainly as you got into May, everybody just kept saying, well, the Giants are going to fade, the Giants are going to fade. They never faded, and nope. at one point in September, you're like, no, this is exactly who they are. They're a 100-plus win team because this is not a 30-day sample size or a 60-day sample size. But with all that said, Trev, you know, and, and you say that we could be sitting here a week from now talking about a Game 5 between the Dodgers and the Giants. You're, By the way, you're 100% right, and now all those nerves come back and everything else. But at least no matter what happens in this series, you're actually playing a series. You know, <laughs> Yes, it's you, baseball. You, it's it's not, baseball. It's not, it's not random events taking place early or late. It's, it's a baseball series. I, we can, were I trying, can live with five. We were trying to make a comparison yesterday that, oh, well, this is a game seven. And I kept stopping like, it's not trap because a game seven <laughs> means you saw the opponent six different times. That You had an opportunity to kind of see what their tendencies are and, and, and everything else. At least with San Francisco, this is mano a mano. You were you were the baddest team in baseball. We were the other baddest team in baseball. We can roll up our sleeves. We got a tremendous rivalry. Um, you know, you go down the list in baseball, and most are going to say, "Okay, Red Sox, Yankees. That's the best rivalry in baseball." You're not getting too far behind the Giants and the Dodgers. And I and I think you know, as 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 great of a series as this is going to be, this is also fantastic for baseball that they get these two teams and hopefully this idiotic wild card game gets, you know, there's a solution to it down the road. Never, never a doubt. No, it's totally cool. It's oh, no, totally you were com- you were yep. so calm, cool, and collective <laughs> yesterday. Okay, you, all right. You sent, me, you sent me a picture in the third inning and you're like, that's ball game, and you were taking shots. You just knew it. You just knew it. Yeah, look, I I felt like that. I absolutely did. Let, let's let's start right here. 
Max Scherzer goes out there. I think everybody's feeling really good. We got our best pitcher going in the most important game of the season. All right, let's go. And he goes out there in the first inning, and he does not look good. No, he doesn't. He, he does not look mm-hmm. good. He's having all sorts of trouble locating his pitches. It looks like he's – look, I get it. Max Scherzer pitches angry. He pitches with an incredible deal of uh, – or I should say an incredible amount of adrenaline or however yeah. he's, he's yep. on. He is amped up when he goes yep. out there. But it did feel like he had gone past that point of productivity to, hey, you need to come back to earth just a little bit so you can locate your pitch. He doesn't. He's all over the place. They score a run in the first inning because he spikes a slider. It goes to the yep. backstop. And I, at that point, I really was thinking, uh-oh, we're going to be into this pen early. If I would have told you, Al, that's the last run they're going to score in the game. I don't think there's anybody on earth that thought that that's what was no, coming next. No, it, it definitely that, that wasn't the case. It, it's interesting because, you know, Scherzer is such a gamer. He's yeah. such, you know, there's something about his personality. There's something about wanting the ball in those situations, those moments. Hey, you'd be lying to yourself if you thought, oh, well, Scherzer, last time Scherzer faced the Cardinals, didn't we talk about this yesterday? He had 13 strikeouts, 13 And no Ks. walks. And no, no walks. walks. Yeah. Okay, and, and yesterday I don't think there was a point where you felt comfortable. You didn't look, you didn't see Scherzer and say, this dude looks like he owns the Cardinals, that he feels comfortable, that he has complete control of his stuff. That wasn't the case, and you're right. You walk through that, walk after the first inning, and it, it, and even Wainwright as well. Wainwright was a little shaky as well. Um, he went a little bit further than Scherzer did, but by the time you got to the fourth inning, you're like, yeah, these guys. There's a a very good chance that both of these, as great as these pitchers have been. Uh, over their career, both of them did not look comfortable in that situation. Yeah, n- neither neither of them. As in, they didn't have their particular. stuff. They yeah. didn't have their stuff, but they both got out of there with only they giving did. up one run, and that's mm-hmm. what makes those guys those guys, and that's what makes a, a Scherzer, a Wainwright, a Kershaw. A, you know, t- take your pick of those guys. Even if they're not sharp, and Scherzer was not, and Wainwright was sharper than Scherzer, but he wasn't the best version of himself. They, they find both a way. put their teams they in a position a to win way. that game. Mm-hmm. They they absolutely did. Now, all right, let's move on to the next idea. Let's talk a little bit about Dave Roberts. I have been critical of Dave Roberts on mm-hmm. multiple occasions on this show because of some of the things he does. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. When he went to get Max Scherzer, we talked about it yesterday. That is arguably the most difficult decision that he was going to have to make all night. The decision being, hey, what if he's not himself? What if he's not himself and I have to go get him early? That I have to go get him in a situation where I don't. That this is not the seventh, eighth inning. I need to get him way early. Well, this is the fifth inning. Okay, he's in the fifth inning and he goes out there and he pulls him out. That took an incredible amount of managerial courage to do that. The easy decision is to leave Max Scherzer in there. He'd only given up one run. He just struck out struck out the previous hitter, hitter, and all of a sudden you go get him. And and Al. He brings in Joe, Joe Kelly. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Joe Kelly, who has struggled with his command at times. Joe Kelly, when he's on, nobody hits him. He's not on every time. He's off about as often as he's on, and he comes in there and gets it done. It was a mo- my phone nearly exploded on the mm-hmm. desk or on the tabletop of the pizza place. My mom is texting me. My wife is texting me. My friends are texting me. My high school baseball coach from 35 years ago is texting me saying, "What in the world is Joe Kelly doing coming in this?" And it worked. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And then every move he made afterwards worked too. I I kept saying, why Julio needs to be the second guy in. Julio, yeah. Julio, Julio. Yeah. He never pitched last night. And it worked perfectly. So credit to Dave Roberts. I still don't quite understand why he walked the path he walked. But damn if it didn't come out perfect. 
Well, there's something, too, about, you know, you're kind of questioning his move to go pull Scherzer, as, mm-hmm. you know, many out there, wait, you're already pulling Scherzer. It didn't even look like a hesitation. It's like, nope, I know what I'm doing. He was confident in his decisions. And, and listen, at the end of the day, either those other players, the bullpen is either going to make them look good or the bullpen's going to make them look bad. Like you mentioned, Kelly was fantastic. Gratterall got through an inning. Trinan came in and did work, almost pitched um, almost pitched two, two innings. innings. Um, Kenley in the ninth. Came, it, let me just say this. Corey Knable pitched last night, Al. Did Corey you envision Knable a pitched. scenario where Corey no. Knable pitches in a 1-1 game when Julio Urias is available and he doesn't come in? Were you going to Corey Knable before that? Really? He got really? his out. He got his out. He got his strikeout, and it was, let's call it a day. He was but great. I, I, and I and I say this, Trav, because you're right. You know, out of all the Dodgers, you can throw Dave Roberts into the mix here. When when certain people are going to get criticized, Cody Bellinger, we're going to spend some time talking about Cody because I think he deserves an incredible amount of credit what he did yesterday. But Dave Roberts is scrutinized for everything. We got a guy who calls in that we we think we think uses a different name. I think he's used Kyle. We think we he's Tom. He's used. We think there's a guy. We're still. We have. We have a number of different detectives all over this that calls into the show, gives himself a different name, and says Dave Roberts couldn't run a Dairy Queen, right? <laughs> I believe it's been a Dairy Queen. Yep. Uh, Sonic. Sonic. And I think was Denny's. one of them. I it think could be a Denny's. The- <laughs> could be a Denny's. But Dave Roberts, um, we know that every move he makes is magnified to the whatever degree that you're talking about. Yesterday, you can make as much as an argument that not only did Chris Taylor hit the two-run homer for the Dodgers to win the game, Dave Roberts made a move almost every single inning that also won them the game as well. But he's not going to get as much credit, of course, as a player that comes through. Dave Roberts was great yesterday. You can't question anything that he did. You could really tell, too, that Max Scherzer completely agreed with the decision to take him out of the game. He didn't look the least bit frustrated or angry or homicidal or anything. When Dave came out to get him, he looked totally fine. Like, Dave, I completely agree with this decision. Let me go sit down and start thinking about what's coming next. I thought he was going to burn a hole in the back no. of Dave's head when Dave was sitting in his little perch and Scherzer's on the bench. That was the most tension I've ever seen between two people in my life. I've, it was I've, great. Never, I've never seen a pitcher <laughs> instead of handing the ball to the manager... <laughs> shake his hand like they just met for the first time at a convention center for some type of meeting that's come. Hey, Max Scherzer, nice to meet you. That's what hey. he did on the mound. Is it Dave? Dave Rob- Dave Roberts. Yeah, of course. I've heard of you. Good to see you out here, Dave. What are you doing here? Because there's no way you're out here to take me out of this game. What Did you drop something out here? Because why the- are you out here right now? That's why I respect it even more because it is Max Scherzer. It is a guy that's going to, you know, burn a hole right through your forehead with just the way he looks at you. And there was, like I said, this wasn't a conversation. Dave Roberts had already made the decision. I'm coming out here for one reason, one reason alone. I'm going to my bullpen. And, you know, Trav, you can live and die by that situation. If Joe Kelly Kelly in that situation um, does not come through, you and I are having a much different conversation. Dave Roberts had a decision. He went with it, and and it obviously paid off. Every move he made worked, and that's all that really matters. Worked. Give him credit for that. It it absolutely worked, so good on Dave. I have a question for you, Al. Mm-hmm. how did we get to where we are right now in one particular area of this team? I have no idea. At the beginning of the season, I thought they'd be good. At the beginning of the season, I thought they'd score a bunch of runs, but I did not see this coming. I'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. My appetite was fine, but I do think there was an element of nerves involved, Al, because it was me and my buddy Brian and my buddy Greg, and we were watching the game at a pizza place, and we only got one pizza between the three of us. And there Nobody was believes p- you. Nobody there was believes a piece, you. Believe it or not, there was a yeah. piece left at the no. end of the night. I saw a picture you sent. You sent to myself, two Emily, to Chris. Yeah. And no, there was one slice left. No, that was two. They sliced it a little more narrow at the uh, Tony P. Okay. We'll have to take a look at the evidence. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say that the way there were wings. Don't get the way wrong. that photo was structured, I didn't see a soul around you. So the fact that you're trying to tell me that that was a, a pizza for the entire table, nobody believes you. Nobody believes you. Don't, <laughs> well, you can listen. believe it or not, that's what went down. Now, the wings were not pictured. Those were – and the multiple beers were also not pictured. But it was, a, it was a good night. It was a great night along the way. You know what? You know what I need to do? I need to hear it again. Give me, give me the Chris Taylor home run one more time, Taylor. Reyes fires, swing and a drive, deep left field, this is way back, walk him off, Chris Taylor! I think we should play that, what, twice a segment for the rest of the day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you absolutely should, and, and the fact that it was Chris Taylor, and that, remember, remember we were, we were making the, we were kind of having the conversation who to play in there, mm-hmm. um, okay, I just kind of go back to this. Why do I feel like the fact that it was Chris Taylor is just the coolest thing in the world? Why, why do I feel like that just because it was Chris Taylor and then I also – an answer. Okay, in the post game, how Dave Roberts is waiting for the champagne. He's like, no, let's wait for everybody to be here. And Chris yeah. Taylor I, – I don't know. I, I just felt like it was, a, it was a really cool moment for him individually. I think the, the reason it felt like that, because I agree with you. I, I, I felt the same way is because he's been here a long time. Mm-hmm. He's been through the really good parts of this team, winning a World Series last year, winning the division eight years in a row. He's been, he hasn't been a part of all of those, but he's been a part of many of those. He has been kind of an unsung guy for most of the time. Dodger fans know how important he is because he's so versatile and he can play so many different positions. And the other part was he hadn't gotten a hit in two months. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the lowest batting average in baseball for August and Just September. Just over 100. Combined. Yeah, yeah maybe 110 or something. Was, yeah, it was it was awful. Mm-hmm. But he also has that thing that veteran players have where I'm going bad, I'm not seeing the ball great, but you know what? I am still really, really dangerous. And if you throw a bad pitch and Reyes threw a bad pitch, he kind of hung a slider, bang, there it goes. And and, and it wasn't – look, Trey Turner's a great player, arguably the yep. best player on this team. Mookie mm-hmm. Betts is a great player, arguably the best player on this team. Chris Taylor's not the best player, but he holds that spot in, in Dodger fandom that's just mm-hmm. – for him, for Justin Turner, for Max Muncie, these, for, for Cody Bellinger, there's just this group of – Corey Seager, this group of guys that have been here a little bit longer. It feels a little bit more special. Okay, so let, let's, let's look at a couple things here. Justin Turner hitting the solo shot, oh. right, off – uh, just it's so easy to forget that because it happened earlier in the game. Um, and then the other piece of this, and I, I really think, Trav, and, you know, hopefully there's some love that also goes to Cody Bellinger because Bellinger out yesterday oh, was sure. outstanding. I mean, just outstanding. And, and that that could be just as simple as drawing a couple walks. How about the pressure? 
to just hey, this he is with walk, two outs. Taylor doesn't come up to bat like that. Okay, how about with the two outs? You draw a walk, and not just that. The pressure all of a sudden, everything changes now that runner's on second. You yep. know what I mean? And I, yep. listen, I know he hit a home run. He didn't hit a he didn't hit a base hit, so people aren't thinking about Bellinger. No, no, no. Bellinger getting to second is a big-time play. And, I, and I, I just think for all those days that we've spent, including myself, where you talk about how unproductive Bellinger was, Bellinger was fantastic yesterday. And that goes back to what you said earlier. Dave Roberts couldn't miss a call yesterday. No, he couldn't every, miss every lever that he everything pulled, he touched worked. Absolutely worked out. And pitching with a guy at second base is a totally different animal than pitching with a guy at first base. And you're right, that stolen base changed life. Here's one of our baseball guys. We know this guy, Clinton Yates, is checking in. I love this. This is how exciting this is. That Yates is calling our show. What's up, Clinton? I'm good. I'm good, guys. And Travis, I know you're a pitcher, so I want to ask you this. Because this turned into a mini pitcher's duel. Basically, Wainwright and Scherzer ended up having the same night. Scherzer was laboring, but he was competing. What did you think about his outing? Because I thought he kept it together for a guy that wasn't locating well early in the game. And I know you know what that feels like. Yeah, no. So he, here's why Max Scherzer is a great pitcher that has nothing to do with stuff or anything else. When Max Scherzer is on, game's over, right? The game, if he's on, right. you're losing. That We're done. But what makes him different than just another major league pitcher is he can be off like he was last night, hmm. and you can still find a way to win the game. He was he did not pitch well. That's third outing in a row, and we'll talk about this, where he has not pitched well. But just that unbelievable competitive spirit that he has, and he really struggled getting that ball to the outside corner or inside to a left-handed hitter. He could not throw that pitch last night. But when he had to have it, he could get it there. And that's the difference between a really good guy yeah. and a legend because he was not good last night and he pitched four plus innings and only gave up one run. Clint, Clint, I'm gonna give you Clint. That I love. Go ahead, please. I'll give you a good example. When you're out on the basketball floor and you don't have your jumper yeah. working that day, you know you just find yeah, a way to win, Clint. Clint, you yeah, just find a yeah, way to win, and that's and now I'm comparing Max Scherzer to Clinton Yates on a basketball floor. <laughs> Look, I was a terrible free throw shooter in high school too. I could shoot the three, I could go to the rack, I could foul people and get technicals, but I was not a very good shooter from the floor. Lee, I have this question for you, and then I'll get out of here because there was something else that happened there, and I'm being very personal about this. But Juan Soto showed up, as yeah. did the hitting coach for the Nets, with the jerseys on of Trey and Max, and I gotta believe that played a part in sort of the bro love when Dave came out there and said, ah, Max, you got to go. And Max shook his hand like, you're not going to embarrass me like this in front of my friend. But he walked <laughs> off anyway, and it worked out, and he cheered the team on for the rest of the way because that's the kind of team this is. Let me ask you, Slee, have you ever pulled off a bro move as strong as what Juan Soto did last night? Because I'm not sure that it's possible to do much more than that to support a former teammate. Clint, it's not possible. It literally isn't. The dude was sitting right behind. I mean, in, in an area where Scherzer can actually come give him a high five and some <laughs> love right after the game. I thought you know, we, we have so many different storylines, Trav. The Juan Soto piece of this was awesome. pretty damn cool. Just Soto, awesome. Soto's on Twitter, uh, you know, active with the baseball audience and everything. That was what a what a cool freaking well, moment. So, now, Soto's granted. Tweet. At the end, was he goes? I didn't know that's how cool home runs look from the stands. What a great <laughs> tweet! Right. I mean, that's just so. It, it, you could tell he's he's a great baseball player. He might win an MVP before it's mm -hmm. all said and done, but he was and a he's fan a close friend. Time. It was just, yeah, it was just very friend. cool to see. Yates, thanks for checking in. Appreciate it. Hey, no doubt, anytime.
All right, we'll talk to you again. All right, let's try one here. I, I just want to get the people involved yeah. here, uh, Slee. I want to hear what they were doing. Let's go to uh, – hmm. oh, we got to do this. Rebecca in Los Angeles. Rebecca, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Rebecca? Hey, guys, nice to talk to you again. Um, I definitely felt like I had to call in considering my prediction of Beatty at first and Bellinger and center came true. Um, you know, as far as that whole game goes, I was really confident seeing Scherzer on the mound and how that first inning kind of fell apart, the score on the wild pitch. I thought, oh, my God, this is, this is problematic. And I was with all my buddies, my Chavez Ramin chat group. We're all hanging out together, and we are so tense. We are on the edge of our seats. I definitely thought for a moment, man, we're gone. But, you know, again, I will just really quickly say credit to Beatty for those defensive plays. Bellinger was not the liability at the plate that I mentioned that I thought he would be, which was absolutely huge. And to see the Dodgers go out in that game in pure Dodger fashion with one of those magical walk-offs was a moment I will never forget. Mm. I mean, to go now into the season, or excuse me, the series with the Giants, coming off a huge walk-off ninth inning like that is just the fire in our boots that we need to take down that team because we're so capable and we're so ready. And, again, the magic and the fire is there after that walk-off. So let's go, San Francisco. Be ready for us. (laughs) You got it, Rebecca. Thank you so much for checking in. And I think she feels like a lot of people. Al, tell me the truth. Because when Max Scherzer's first inning went like that, Mm-hmm. What, what, what before the Dodgers had even come up to bat? What's going th- at the end of the first half of the first inning? What's Alan Slewa's thought? That 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 part didn't hit me maybe as much as some of the other people, but I thought as the game progressed, put it this way: the second inning, they had another runner on second, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm thinking in my head if St. Louis grinds out two runs in the first two innings, the way they did it too, right? One's coming off a wild pitch. It's not like they're going out there and hitting bombs. No, it was it was a it was a grinded out couple of innings. Sack fly, wild pitch, yeah. Okay, Trav, but you don't even have to let's fast forward. In the ninth inning, Kenley comes in and there's a runner sitting at second. I don't think you could, you know, sit there, any Dodger fan out there felt comfortable and maybe you did because Kenley's been so great over the last, you could almost say, 60 days or so. But even in that spot, w- would you be surprised if there is a bloop single or something gets through or somebody just hits one through one of the holes and all of a sudden it's 2-1 going into the bomb? There were many moments, I think, if, you, you know, if you're a Dodger fan out there, that you thought, no, this could 100% end here. And then until Chris Taylor hits the home run, i got to be honest, I don't think there was anybody at any point yesterday where you felt comfortable. No, I, I think that's a great way of putting it. There was never a point where you felt good about what was happening. But I'll be, I'm will be i going to be honest, the end of the first inning, the, after the top of the first inning, mm-hmm. I had a real, this is not good. He, he does not look right. He's really struggling to get to that outside corner. He's spite. He's overthrowing. He's just, he's not sharp. It looked a lot like the start he had before. It looked a lot like the start before that where the two the two uh, different just, starts he gives up five runs each. Yeah, yeah just not, not sharp mm-hmm. at all. You bring up an interesting question about Kenley, and that's where I want to go next because I have no idea where we've gotten to this point, but I'm glad we got here. We'll walk through all the steps on what it took to be relaxed in the ninth inning. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Gone. Game over. Three to one. Bring on the Giants. <laughs> I still am giddy for what I saw last night. It's, it, it usually kind of fades by the next day a little bit, Al, but it feels like it happened ten minutes ago. I'm still peaking. No, th- this one will last all the way up until first pitch tomorrow. First pitch tomorrow, right. you'll start. Yeah, it will, and, and it yeah. should, by the way. Um, you know, I, I, I've said this, and we'll continue to do this, and we hope baseball does the right thing. Dodgers should have never been in this game. So that's the unfortunate part about you feel like, wait a minute here. After all this, after six freaking months of a grind of unbelievable baseball, of tying a franchise record with wins, and it comes down to one freaking game against the St. Louis Cardinals. Are you kidding me? Can we just get through? You got through. So now you get regular baseball again. And that, when I say regular baseball, now series. this is when the Dodgers, and, and this isn't breaking news, this is when the Dodgers are going to be most dangerous. They're most sure. dangerous when you have a larger sample size. All right, so you mentioned six months, which I want to get into. If you're on hold, stay there. We're going to get to you in about three or four minutes. Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You mentioned the six months that we've gone through to get to this point and the Dodgers there. Think about what we've gone through in about the last oh, 11 months. Okay, mm-hmm. Let's go back to the World Series at the end of last year. Who was the guy that threw his arms in the air after the Dodgers recorded the final out of the World Series? Julio Urias. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. He, he's yep. the guy on the mound, hands in the air. We did it first time since 1988. Let the party start. Who was the guy on the mound in the last out in the game they won before that? Julio Urias. Okay, he was the guy that was pitching the end of these games. Why? Because Kenley Jansen had really struggled in the postseason. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where you're like, you know what? This doesn't work anymore. We have mm-hmm. to do something different. And they did, and it worked out good on Dave. Coming into this season in spring training, how many times do you ever say, look, I know Kenley's here, but this, it's just a matter of time. They're, they're going to find a way to make a move, to move him, to bring somebody else in, et cetera, et cetera. That they're going to let him start it, but once it kind of wobbles a little bit, we're, we're done here. How did we get here? Where Kenley Jansen came into that game last night, nine, or 1-1 in the ninth inning, and I was completely at ease. I said to my buddy, I said, he's like, oh, God. no, 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 we're okay. He's pitched lights out. He strikes out the side. He gives up a scratch hit. That's one of those. That's going to happen. That's fine. That wasn't a double off the wall that makes you go, oh, my gosh, he's immediately in scoring position. Kenley Jansen went from a guy that felt almost inevitable he was not going to be the guy in the ninth inning of these games starting spring training is now the guy that you love to see come out of that pen. How did how did you know that what? happen in the course of one season? But that's funny that you felt that way cuz I, I don't know if I don't I don't know if most Dodger fans felt that. I think the way your buddy felt was mm-hmm. probably how most Dodger fans You were nervous at that spot? Oh, no question about it. No question about it because I think Travis, you know, you were doing something we started the show and I know you were you have a history that comes to your mind when you face the St. Louis Cardinals in the playoffs sure. and you start thinking about this moment and that moment and that moment. Kenley Jansen also obviously has a history where you get nervous, and I don't know if those moments are going to go away. And, and frankly, even even last night with two outs and a guy on second and he ends up um, you know, getting the strikeout and the place erupts, all that, and Kenley looked fantastic, but... I don't know. I, I I don't know if it if that's going to go away. Like I genuinely don't know if that's going to go away. Unless, for example, 
you get through the Giants and then maybe you face the Brewers and then maybe you face the Astros in the World Series and, and you win World Series and Kenley is just flawless all the way through, I, I think that will always be in the back of your mind. He's been so good for months yeah. now. It just, You're it, right. Credit credit to him for being – and, after you know, strikeout, strikeout, base hit, you know, strikeout. See you later. We're done here. Chris Taylor, go do your thing. Just a, an unbelievable ninth inning. Let's continue to take some of these calls on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 877-710-ESP. Marina Del Rey is the next stop. And Eddie, Eddie, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Really love the show this morning. Listen, you guys, uh, I've been born in Brooklyn. I've been listening to the Dodgers since the 55 World Series. And yesterday was equal to that. I want to say that Robert should be the co-MVP uh, without a doubt. Uh, it was a chess master last night. And we have a new greatest moments in sports history in L.A., Gibson's home run was voted in 95, the greatest moment in sports in L.A. This takes it because this was game seven last night. Gibson was game one. Now, the other thing I want to go over with you is Trey Turner's at bat. I went and watched that five times. Bases loaded. We were all disappointed. And the ball was outside. He would have walked. So I said, you know, I don't know why he swung at that. And I went over it again, and it was uh, out of the strike zone. But he swung because the shift was on. He wanted to hit it to the right side, and he almost made it. And two runs would have scored. Uh, That was a terrific play by Turner. We just had some bad luck. And like you say, in the first inning, things weren't working out. But this is uh, the new greatest moment in L.A. sports history last night. If we win the World Series... Hands down, and we will. And I want to congratulate the St. Louis Cardinals because last night we beat the hottest and best team in baseball, the Cardinals, for the month of September. Okay, there's a lot there, Eddie. I want to jump in. Thank you for the nice words about the show. I want to, Alan, I want to respond, you said, because let's, let's kind of go step by step. I want to talk yep. about that Trey Turner at bat. It's really interesting. I think for a different reason than he mentioned, but let's start with this. He said, well, we just beat the, the, the best team in baseball. No, you didn't. You beat the hottest team in baseball. Mm-hmm. The Giants are the best team in baseball. They won 107 games. So you get them next. You get the best team in baseball through. We're going to win the World Series? He said, I think so, too. It does feel like that's chained down. We said it before. You get through last night, it feels like now you're the team to beat, even though the Giants have won one more game than you. You have more control. Now now you could let your actual roster over the span of a five-game set kind of take over, right? In a one-game set, anyone can line up and have a good game. So let's go back to Trey Turner for a second. And this is, I guess, Al, if if we're playing devil's advocate to this one-game playoff thing, and you and I both hate it, but if we're arguing the other side, the fact that we're going back to an at-bat in the third inning as a crucial moment in in the entire series speaks to because bases are loaded, Mm -hmm. there's one out, the best hitter in the National League is up to bat. The batting champion is up to bat. A guy that is just locked in. It seems like he gets two hits every single And the night. fastest guy in baseball. Fastest guy in baseball is mm-hmm. up. And he swings at a pitch, and, and I think Eddie was right. I think it was off the plate, but I'm not going to tra- tell Trey Turner he can't swing the bat. He's Trey sure. Turner. He gets to mm-hmm. do what he wants. But because the positioning was literally perfect, it's a du- Trey Turner doesn't hit into double plays. He's too no. fast. It's the only way. It's the only way he can hit into a double. <laughs> he play. almost beat it out anyway, right? Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. it was a bang bang play at first base. But there is another moment where you're thinking: if you ask Dodger fans, what do you want? I want the bases loaded with less than two outs with Trey Turner up to bat. And guy had it. two grand slams in the last five days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you blink and the inning's over. It's like mm-hmm. what the hell just happened to this? And it was another one. It was one of those low moments where, of like, course. if we didn't get this 
Are we going to get anything of it? Which fast forward to Justin Turner, you know, 20 minutes later, he pops one, and you're right. Just the Everything roller coasters kinda, yesterday was wild. I, I thought that's actually a, it's such an excellent point because the Trey Turner play made you think this, look, this happens in baseball, but no question about it. The chances of Trey Turner grounding into a double play with one out, bases loaded, that never happens. Very Is this low. not going to be our night? Like, you know, there's that that comes into your head. I thought the Justin Turner home run, didn't that feel like that calmed everything back? Okay, the game's 0-0 zero, zero again. Okay, you get another shot here. Whatever happened earlier in the game is irrelevant. It's back to 0-0, zero, zero, and I, I thought that kind of calmed the mood a little bit. Very One other a quick note on that inning. I thought we talked about Cody Bellinger walking twice. He had a base hit. He, he stole a couple of bases. He was the guy that drew the walk, got into scoring position in the ninth inning to set up Chris Taylor. All of the wonderful things that he did last night, and he did. Thought he made an incredibly heads-up base running play earlier in that inning. When Mookie hit that weird kind of knuckleball soft liner that looked like it was going to be a hit, then looked like it was going to get caught, and then got dropped, I think a lot of guys in baseball get doubled off on that play because they think it's going through and it gets caught. That he waited and, and made sure that that ball got caught or was, wasn't, wasn't caught and there wasn't a force play. That was a really heads-up play from a guy that's been through an absolute meat grinder of a season that he was still plugged in like that is huge. Just a quick reminder here, 710 ESPN is hosting a Dodgers watch party this Monday at Hollywood Park Casino. So if you're out... Um, I want to make sure that we pass on this information. All you got to do is text the word baseball to 40705 to get on our VIP list. That's baseball to 40705. We'll continue to promote that during the show. And uh, if you're a Dodger fan, you want to be with other Dodger fans, fantastic watch party at the Hollywood Park Casino. All right, we got a bunch of calls that we still need to get to, but we're going to do the bunch of funch, the tailor-made edition. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, bunch punch coming in just a couple of seconds here, Al. But I think it's important that uh, because we talk about guys that are struggling sometimes and why they need to make a change, we need to give guys credit for when they get it right. And maybe nobody got it more right than Bellinger last night, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think the Bellinger piece of this, and by the way, this could play in such a big piece against the San Francisco Giants. Look, the guy needs some confidence. He needs some kind of momentum going into another series. Obviously, this was just the wild card game. The Dodgers did not set themselves out to say, hey, if we can just make it to the playoffs, we're happy. No, of course, it's a, it's a World Series or nothing. And Bellinger, you know, you kept making a case here that – um, you got to have this guy in the game because of his defensive purpose. Can you be just somewhat of a threat at the plate? And that doesn't mean and you got to hit a two-run homer. Can you just get on base? He did it three different times yesterday. And he, he I, I think he said this perfectly. Listen to him right here say, you know, it's time to move on from the regular season. At this point, it's time for forget the season and just move on to the postseason and uh, try to help this team win in any way you can, offense, defense, base running. Um, you know, there's a lot more aspects to the game. and. Uh, you know, I feel good and I'm, I'm feeling healthy. So um, any way I can impact the game, I'm trying to impact it. Why are we getting nine different tweets with Bellinger? Just <laughs> the photo of Bellinger looking confused. Not yesterday. Not yesterday. Hey, what are you going to do? It was it was great. I'm one all of them, Team Cody Bellinger again. One of them I was tagged on was, Whoa. so which Turner, which Turner bats first? <laughs> all right. I love it. Let's go to a little bunch of funch. Okay, guys, here we go. Taylor made an edition of Bunch of Funch? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So a Texas A&M 
Transportation Institute study on traffic trends found that LA has lost its title that has held for 30 years. We're no longer the worst traffic in the US. That title now belongs to New York. Mm. So my unpopular LA opinion That's is that, BS. <laughs> my unpopular LA opinion is that sitting in traffic is not has, half the hassle that it's made out to be and that it even kind of builds character. So Travis Lee, what's your unpopular LA opinion? Al, you want to go first? Unpopular LA opinion. You got I something? Have one. Okay, uh, go. Yeah, I've got one. The mm-hmm. the beach sucks. I know that L.A. is is on the coast, and when people think of Los Angeles, you think of movie stars, you think of the Santa Monica Pier, Malibu, the Newport Beach, things like this. Uh, you can have it. I, I, there's a million things I love about L.A., and the beach isn't on the top 500 of them. So I realize not a terribly popular opinion here in town, but that's how I feel about it. Uh, okay, another unpopular opinion. I guess this is one. Is it just me, or does it? Do they make it out to as if everywhere, every corner you walk, there's an actor and there's an actress? I don't see anybody. <laughs> I feel like everywhere I'm supposed to go, people just think and assume. Oh no, no it's Hollywood. Yeah, and also it's like Hollywood is the only thing that exists in L.A. Like there's nothing else in L.A. It's just people who are acting. Well, that, yeah, no, look. I don't bump into Tom Hanks when I go get my mail. He, he's, he's not somebody that I run into out there. Here's, an, here's one more I'll give you, Taylor, before we go to the next one. I like leaving games early. I, get, me, get me home at a normal time. I'm not going to leave tomorrow or last night's game early. I'm not going to leave a playoff game early. But if it's a uh, Thursday night against the Pirates in August, yeah, I think seven innings is about enough. I'll see you later. I, I'm 100% okay with that title. Okay, I'm popular I'm, LA opinion, though. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on this, Trav, but the thing is I'm not down for a show up in the second quarter of a game. Eh, Come at the beginning of the game. We're busy people here now. No, no, no. You can do. leave. You can leave early. That's fine. I'm with you on that. I'm not trying to stay Lakers and the Kings on a on a Tuesday night <laughs> until 10:30. Even well, though I am because I'm in the studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Taylor. What's next? Okay, so DeAndre Jordan. He hasn't been especially impressive after a couple of preseason games. But my biggest gripe is how he looks in that purple and gold uniform. Something about it's just off. Now, this isn't quite on the level of Shaq wearing Celtic green, but i got to ask, are there some chapters of players' careers that you allow yourself to forget? Who's your number one I-forgot-he-played-for-them player out there? Oh. Well, I, think there's, I think there's kind of a long list of this. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, anytime he wasn't rocking the purple and gold, just always looked odd to me. You know, actually, another kind of weird one, Trav? Mm. I saw this recently. Pau Gasol announced his retirement. And I saw the Chicago Bulls tweet something out with him in a Bulls jersey. I'm like, you're not allowed to tweet that out, okay? He was there for 30 minutes. He didn't do anything there. Pau is – you don't get to say congratulations and thank you to Pau Gasol. We're supposed to say that. So I think there's a couple Lakers here that are on that list. I mean, of, of course, Kobe and Magic, that never happened to. No, for me, I'm, it's, it's a local one, and it's a generational one, and it's one of the guys that I loved the most wearing the Dodger uniform was Oral Hershiser. You know, you think about 1988, you think about him breaking Don Darisdale's scoreless innings record, that he was a giant is really like, wait, what? Oral Hershiser pitched a season for the Giants, and he did. He pitched the 1998 season for the San Francisco Giants. That just seems wrong on a million different levels for a million different reasons. But I always go back to Oral wearing a – Jackie Robinson quit baseball rather than get traded to the Giants. (laughs) He's like, well, you traded me, now I'm out. I'm done. See you later. Peace. And he just—he wasn't going to do that. That Oral put on that terrible, terrible orange uniform is uh, one that do I struggle with a great deal. Do you deal. remember this? This is another one I just kind of think of right now. For as long as Robert Ori was with the Lakers, 
ended up with the Spurs the last four or five yeah. years of his career. I'm like, Ori, what, we were just battling with them for six straight years. You're not going to play with them? And then he was hitting big shots for them as well. There's another one, uh, Ori as well. There you go. Taylor, what's next? The ruthless judge from American Idol, Simon Cowell. He's turning 62 today. So, Trav, I know this is one of the few reality shows that you've admitted to watching. Mm-hmm. And although I'm not sure if Slee is a fan or not, I think you both have the I'm vocals. all in for the voice right now. All in on the voice. <laughs> so I believe in your voice, Lee. I think that you got the vocal chops Thank and the you, stage man. I appreciate to that. impress Thank you. our man, Simon. So <laughs> hypothetical here, you're auditioning for American Idol. What's your go-to song that you're singing to avoid Simon's wrath? Well, I'm going to look like an idiot either way, so it's not going to be I, – I actually would be very disappointed if Simon – if I had to turn – if Simon wasn't angry and he wasn't demolishing me, I'd be like, well, why'd we come here? Why'd we come here? <laughs> it's kind if of we're going to do this, honor, right? Yeah, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. So I would obviously do Celine Dion. Um, I don't even know Celine Dion's song. My heart would go on. All right, so whenever there's karaoke, and I don't know if you guys have been to a wedding where they request all the wedding guests. I'm a Celine songs. Dion guy. Yep. Right. So, you know, submit your favorites. You know, do you want beef, chicken, or fish, and what's your favorite song when you send in the, the card back? I always put on the same song, and if it's karaoke, it's the same thing. So this would be don't my be choice YMCA. for time. Don't be YMCA. Please don't no, be it, YMCA. it's not. It's not, because it's the only song that I feel like I can actually carry the tune a little bit. Yep. Can it's I guess? One, can I guess a couple? Yep. Is it a Mariah Carey song? It is not a Mariah Carey okay. song. I don't have that is range it at the high end. Whitney Houston Bodyguard. Not that either. One more. Not guess. that one as well. Um, Taylor Swift. It's Why not. Are you so it's not those three artists. Female artist. Well, like, I just. It, <laughs> I know your vocals. I know what what where you thrive. <laughs> so every time it's take me out to the ball game, and I did have a bride refuse to play it at her wedding. That, that that was and I'm not playing that. No, I got a note back. Pick a different one. We're not playing that song at my wedding. So I always go. I I sing it. I know the words. I can pull it off. That's the answer to that. I thought it would be the SC fight song. Take I thought that's what me out to the ball. I thought it'd be the game. SC fight song. <laughs> nope, nope. Take me out to the ball game every single time. All right, Dodgers win. All is right with the world. Everything is coming up. Dodger blue. Chris Taylor walk off. Yay, yay, yay. There is something that is no, no, no that we'll get into next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.